In this episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Matt Smith of Primo Adventures, and he will be discussing how he has successfully grown his luxury adventure brand here in Scotland. Welcome to episode 225 of the Digital Tourism Show. Um, before we start discussing Primal Adventures, no, um, so for anybody who's unfamiliar with, uh, with your background, you served in the military for about 22 years, I believe. So. 22 years, mate, yeah. So uh, how does how's that helped you set up Primal Adventures and help you <coughs> the business? I, um, I, didn't, I didn't think I was ever going to join the military, you know. I, want to, I actually wanted to go to art college and uh, be an artist. And I grew up in a, a Drossen, a wee boy for the West Coast. And, uh, Growing up, there's a big castle there, Drossen Castle. I don't know if any of you have ever seen it. So I was always had these fantasies of medieval knights and people going away on adventures and, you know, being down on the west coast, you've got the Isle of Arran, of course, you've got all the islands, you've got the coast and the, and the hills, and I was like, this is amazing. But I kind of just took it for granted, do you know what I mean? Because you kind of grew up there. And then um, <clears throat> I went to school and then Top Gun came out and I realised that I wanted to be a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to the, I think it was... Uh, Buchanan Street, and uh, it was the RAF, the Army and the, and the Navy uh, recruitment centre, all the same streets, and I went into the RAF, and they were like, looked at my grades, and they were like, oh, go next door, wee man, I'm not recruiting this year, <laughs> as I went to the Navy, and they were like, <coughs> go next door to the Army, mate, I think they might be accepting, and they were like, <laughs> and I was like, 22 years later, here I am, you know, but uh, no regrets, I loved it. Um, it's a real, it's a real lever. They give you loads of opportunities. Hmm. Um, when we start selling the army now, do you know what I mean? Don't all rush off and join the army. But uh, no, I loved it. I mean, a wee boy from Adrossen growing up, you know, picked tatties and you know, fried chips and made ice cream and you know, wash windies and you know, the army gave me so many opportunities. Hmm. Uh, it was amazing. From you know, stepping out your comfort zone and. You know, getting in front of people and meeting cultures and, you know, going all around the world and, um, you know, and that in itself is, you know, a bit of an eye-opener because mm-hmm. growing up, if you didn't have, you know, a lot going for you, you didn't have an apprenticeship, but it was either, kind of, you know, a couple of options you could really go. It was kind of like making the most of that. Uh, so that's what i done. Uh, I got into, uh, it was really either technical trades in the military or kind of, the more kicking in doors and kind of infantry stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of niched myself around about the middle. I was always passionate about the outdoors, so I, I started taking expeditions and going around around the world and, and leading expeditions. So from the organisation to planning to actually taking it. Um, and then I, I really loved the kind of winter side, and I, I niched myself into kind of ski touring, uh, kind of alpine and Nordic skiing. And that, that opened a lot more doors for me. And, uh, yeah, so that... That was awesome because, you know, it gave me the, the skills and the confidence yeah. and the, the self-discipline to do what I'm doing today. Cool. So how did, uh, obviously with that background, um, and from what we've seen in the video, it's, it's Primal Ventures is not your typical adventure tour company that you would, that you would normally see. So how has your background shaped the type of products that you bring into, into the business? It's, well, we've seen their shooting and carving yeah, up. Yeah, um, it just kind of organic, organically grew into that, Chris, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Um, we always, I was, I was actually in Afghanistan in 2014 and I knew, sorry, 2012, and I knew I was getting out of the army in 2016. 
And I didn't want to be that guy who's like, you know, get out of the army, I don't know what I want to do, I'll go and get a job. I always knew I wanted to work for myself and do something, mm -hmm. you know, because I had all these skills and I was really passionate about you know, doing what I do. And um, so I started, I always remember I was in Afghanistan, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do. And it was like uh, something inherent in it is all what the basic needs is, is survival. We strip everything back, it's, you know, the basic needs to have food, have protection, have water and warmth and, you know, all that good stuff. And so I started thinking about that, and when people are kind of shooting at you and blowing you up and stuff, and try, it kind of really hones those senses, and they're like, it's just, you know, there's something here, and this is something that I want to really deliver when I get outside. Mm. Um, so I started thinking about that, and then it just, it, initially we started in 2014 doing primal bushcraft and survival, and that company's still going now, and we do, do courses where we run skills days, uh, teaching people about uh, our, our my primal ancestors, food, fire, water, shelter, safety, you know, survival skills. And then it was like, okay, well, what's on our doorstep? And it was the whole west coast of Scotland and all the islands. And then we started doing sailing trips and doing island survival and castaway trips. Uh, and then through the whole authentic wilderness experience, it was like what Scotland really got. And it was then it was like kind of right going back to how our ancestors lived and kind of like our highlander. We kind of niched ourselves in a kind of highlander theme. And like the whole kind of Jacobites and how they, not just the Jacobites, but the, just the Highlanders and that kind of whole area yeah. as, a, as, a, as a time period. And then we kind of, it was like Outlander and it's like, okay, that's a, you know, it's a little bit cheesy, but we're not kind of going that area, but it's mm -hmm. more about how, how they lived. So it was about what they ate, foraging off the land, um, you know, the training, the weapons they used, how, you know, how they you know, stalked their prey. And it was like, a, so it became a whole course. So that was another area that worked. And it took us like five years now to actually work out what, has worked and, and what doesn't work. Yeah. And that's, I think, as you know, any business, as you're going through mm -hmm. a journey, you find out what works and doesn't work. You kind of get rid of the chaff and, and use the stuff that works. Mm -hmm. And that's, so yeah, so we've got a really good product now. And it's, uh, oh, excellent, excellent. So what, no, you, you class yourself as, as uh, sort of luxury product. Um, so what makes what you guys do luxury? You know, I, I, a lot of people wouldn't think shooting and carving yeah, up yeah. animals is a luxury. luxury. Yeah. <laughs> no. well, so what's, what's, what's the luxury element of it? Don't want to do that. Um, well, again, we were always doing it, and, yeah. and what I've always learned is people like the idea. You have your hardcore element people who want to do it, and you'll have those who like the idea of doing it, but you know they only want to do it for a wee, a wee while, you know. And you have those who are like, right, I'm never doing that ever. But throughout the journey, we realised that people wanted to experience it, but then go and stay in a nice five-star hotel or go and have a spa or a couple of drinks afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you had those who were hardcore and just, you know, I want to get in amongst it. Uh, and then you had those who were like, I want to go hardcore, but then I also want to do the five star. You know, it was, mm -hmm. it was a bit of a mixed bag. And we didn't actually realise we were doing it because people are private clients and bespoke stuff. Because we were doing bespoke stuff. They were like, um, can we, you know, book a luxury yacht? And we want to do a bit of uh, wilderness survival and tiring with wildlife. And like, yeah, yeah, sure. And that didn't happen until about the third year. Um, and it's only really in the past two years that we've went, you know, we've got we've got something here. No one else is really doing this, so let's kind of let's kind of do a bit of a pivot and, and switch fire to um, dealing with that market. Mm. And then, so in the past two years, we've had you know, clients who want to who are ultra marathon runners and they want to do like a four day expedition up the west coast of Scotland, do some capsuling, luxury yachts and speedboats and okay hammocks and bell tents. You're like that's not very much, but you know you can dress mm. the bell tents up. But it depends on you how what they want to do. Yep. And it's like peaks and troughs, so they're out of comfort zone, and then they're, they're back into um, 
out of comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's also a big part of it, because we're very much um, not quite insulin or safe in today's environment and technology. And just as a culture, we're like, we've got everything, you know. We've got the TV in the car and a nice house and that. There was actually a power cut in my house a couple of nights ago. And I was like, right, this is it. I'm getting the boat. There's a bow and arrow. <laughs> and the missus comes upstairs with the talk. She's like, oh, the power cut. She's looking at the window, you know, the other houses of there's a power cut, you know. It's like, and straight away she's on Facebook and she's like, oh, everyone else's power cut. I was like, oh, this is it. This is a start of the apocalypse, you know. But we don't preach uh, the fear and the doom and gloom because yeah. there's, there's enough of that out there. So it's, it's about getting people outside, getting back to basics. Um, you know, learning about uh, authentic wilderness living skills and actually having really good experiences because at the end of the day, you're only checking out with one thing, folks, and that's um, memories. So whether it's good or bad and, and good experiences. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to give people that. So that's basically yeah. what we're all about. It's interesting about power cuts. always that way you think, where did I pack the candles? You know, we <laughs> the candles somewhere. Right? Uh, one of our last speakers who was, is very much in the uh, sort of adventure market was Neil Lapping. You know, he spoke about how he grew his business through lots of Google ads and things mm -hmm. like that. That's how, that was a predominant sort of angle that he took, you know, <laughs> a marketing channel that he took. So what channels have been successful for you in terms of growing up Primal Adventures? You know, what's sort of worked mm -hmm. for you and what hasn't worked, hasn't worked for you that you felt? It's been a real minefield, mm -hmm. guess I'm being honest with you. Uh, when we first started, you know, being in the Army doesn't teach you about <coughs> entrepreneurship and, and going into business. You know, certainly there's courses that they'll, they'll give you money to go on, you know. But it's, it's, I'm still learning, it's, it's, a, it's a total learning curve. Mm -hmm. So when I actually, before I went to Afghanistan, I made a website, I made it myself, and I went to Afghanistan for a seven month tour, and I came back, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have loads of bookings, because I just made it, oh, that's it. <laughs> the business, I'm set, I'm set for life. And I was like, you know, no, no hits, no nothing. I was like, what's going on? And so I had to learn all that. Uh, and then through trial and error, you know, through Facebook, Facebook's, Facebook's good, you know, you've got to know your, your target audience, you've got to know all your keywords, and, you know, initially when we started, it was like, put on some money down, oh, I've got seven million people, I'm going to target great, and it's like, you don't, you don't, you've ever got a couple of hundred hits, you know, yeah. like so now we've just niched that right down, and things are starting to work, Google Ads uh, work, but again, you obviously need funding for that, so mm -hmm. what's, because we've had time served, what we've found really worked is just, is word of mouth. Um, people come on the course and they go, "Abs awesome!" And then these, and it just it kind of naturally grows. Um, I've also made like, that video there. That guy, just out of interest, is uh, Matt Carolanen from uh, We Make Good Video. Happen <laughs> if you want to check that out. But he's a really cool guy. He used to work for BBC and he, he does some awesome videos. So when we do big stuff, I get him on board. Mm -hmm. And and just through videos and that and other videos that I've made, um, I've got obviously work at the back end of that. But but the wife now she's like, Alex, stop making videos, right? Just Start getting some money, because you know? <laughs> like, oh, I love my videos, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, so, but word of mouth, mate, I'd say, is basically the big one. It's and the best marketing. Yeah, I mean, also through the military, I've, I've, mm. I haven't really tapped into the old kind of veterans networking, um, but I've just, uh, a couple of weeks back, a good friend of mine, he's, uh, I've been invited to, because the survival is part, a big part of what we do, um, to go to Antarctica to deliver um, Arctic survival training to nice. some, some people, some research scientists who are flying out to Antarctica. So I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know. Mm -hmm. Three trips to Antarctica, yes, please, I'll do that. So, so do you, when it comes to like, trips in Antarctica and the things that you do, do you find it has to be people who are generally fit and it's not like just anyone who decides to come along? And no, that's a, so that's a separate trip. That's mm -hmm. nothing now. I've been invited to go along right. to that. So it's nothing without, mm -hmm. you know, I'll try and kind of get that in there with my business, mm. but that's, yeah. that's, it. that's more of a kind of a consultancy thing, right. which we do as well. Okay. Um, 
but I'm just that whole having those opportunities mm -hmm. through that network to yeah. go and do things like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's some really good leverage there that I should maybe start. That may open up more doors for you for. Yeah. Nice. So if, uh, for the people here and, and uh, anyone watching, um, thinking about starting up an adventure-based company, what's the sort of one piece of advice that you would give them? That obviously, not everyone has 22 years worth of training in the army. No, so. no, no. It's the, it's the you know, ask this. <laughs> they used to call me. I finished up as a sergeant major, and they used to call me the Zen sergeant major. I was like, oh, why? Because I was quite chilled out. Maybe that was my bit. Um, and I'd always say, to people, what, you know, what is it you want to do? What is it you're good at? And, and people were like, I don't know. Because nobody's ever asked. What are you talking about? Nobody's ever asked me that question. Mm -hmm. yeah, what do you enjoy there? And so uh, it sounds really basic, but uh, that's the, the crux of it, isn't it? Wh mm -hmm. Whatever you're passionate about and what you're good at, you know, just start off doing that, and then just and and then just slowly start, you know, building up, uh, you know, social media, mm -hmm. start building up a following, and start before you're ready. You know, that when I was 2014, when I made that website, thinking that I wasn't mm -hmm. ready, and there's actually a really good story when I, when I was in the military, I went and done. Um, company which is like airborne training to you know, jump at planes to the Paris and, uh, and it's a really arduous course and um, we got we got there and we're in the auditorium and there's a big sergeant major on the on the stage and he goes okay guys congratulations uh, you've done the hardest thing so far and that's completing and completing the um, the form the actual form to come on this course he goes now the, now the real work the training begins mm -hmm. and I was like wow that's amazing that's really it's like a bit like in life as well, you know, if there's something you really want to do, then just go and do it. You're either going to success or you're going to failure, but you're always going to learn from your from your failures to then know what you need to do to go and do it again. And and on that course, it was mega arduous. You know, there was a lot of guys that fell away, but, it, you know, it's like, I haven't even started this course and this guy's, you know, saying good effort because mm -hmm. you actually stepped out your comfort zone. And you probably know people through, you know, you know kind of walks of life, like, oh, I was going to do that, but too old now or... Got married, no, whatever else, do you know what I mean? It's like, don't make excuses, just go and do it. Yeah. So, you know, find out what you're good at, follow your passion, and, and just do it, just mm -hmm. go for it and start. I think it was Tony Robinson, start before you're ready. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I it's a bit like what uh, Lee was saying, it's, it's coming from the heart, what you're doing, it's, it's yeah, that passion yeah. and stuff like that coming across. You've got to enjoy it. Of course, man, 100%. So, I'm going to open up the f questions to the floor if anyone's got any questions for Matt. You put the hands up. There's a question at the back. Right. Uh, Jess, could you pass that over to Amanda, please? Mm -hmm. oh, sorry. Thank, <laughs> um, thank you for that. That was really interesting. Um, I I have a question about your video, actually. Um, are your tours only open to men? Oh, no, of course not. No, no, no. no there's a couple of female in there. There's a couple of female. <laughs> No, actually, uh, some of them visit Scotland and phone me up. They're like, man, those videos are great. It's a real niche for women to go on these. And I was like, of, of course. I was like, you want to send me? You know, it's, um, so that's something I'm, I'm actually going to make a specific video for women. Of course it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like, it's up to anyone. Anyone can come and do it. Uh, it's just being a guy, being in the military, coming out. I don't have, like, what's up? That's really sad now. I don't know. I don't, you know, what's up? Hey, come on, of course, you know. But, um, so that was just guys that I, I worked with in, in my environment. So yeah, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Well, just FYI, there are loads of uh, female content creators that are based in Scotland. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. Who are super outdoorsy, um, wayfaring Kiwi, Yvette Morrissey. Um, yeah. She was the first woman to solo hike the West Highland Way. Um, she did it with no training. She did it to raise money. Um, 
there are numerous people around that would be really interested in that, I'm sure. Well, so. it's, it's interesting you say that, actually. One of my instructors, female instructor, um, she's part of an uh, ambassador for Women Gone Wild. Mm -hmm. And um, she's uh, also one of the ambassadors, so we're doing more with her, too, actually. Because, you take this, and this is her kind of lead, and she's kind of going with exactly what you're saying, bringing more women into it. Women are doing it anyway. Um, and I've got a lot of uh, female instructors that uh, it's quite hard. I mean, for me as a guy, I'm, it's quite hard for me to find them. Do you know what I mean? But I know they're out there. So maybe I'm not just looking at the proper uh, areas. So if you give me some help with that, would be great. Yeah, happy to connect you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. How are you on your business? We spoke briefly earlier on. Um, I'm just stepping into this kind of world. I work in the outdoors. We mentioned that. Um, I'm just looking at adventure tourism as a business. My background's in electronics, then into outdoor instructing. Mm -hmm. Do you? I, I was strongly advised by people in the tourist industry not to get involved in booking hotels and accommodation for clients. Do you book on behalf of, or do you book the whole package? So. Um a couple of questions in there. Um, when we first started, it was just me and a couple of guys, you know, just really passionate about it, doing what we do. And then things started to happen, and it was like, let's get serious. So then uh, we started to actually build a proper business whereby I had to, I had to get a proper, um, a proper personal assistant. Now we've got someone who actually deals with the day to day emails and administration and, you know, blah, blah, HR, which allows me, frees me up to now come away and do stuff like this. Um, and then I've got an ops manager who can facilitate training and take the guys that I've got, a lot of freelancers. Um, there's a lot of stuff we do is bespoke, yeah. and we can't just be sat there waiting for somebody to give us a call. Um, so that was the kind of the growth part of the business. And then, sorry, what was the, the, the well, last question? Was, I was advised not to get involved in oh, yeah, so booking accommodation, but I know, think in the early days, certainly not. Or? No, I, I wouldn't. Not, I mean, there is platforms out there and there's people you can go to and that's solely what they do and they'll take commission. Um, but I think just get yourself out there, get the ball rolling, yeah. uh, and then you'll naturally meet people who are, who'll niche with you and kind of your product and you'll be like, yeah, you, you're a good fit. Can you just deal with that? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of time it works out easier for them to do that because they know that business. And it's about just playing at your strengths. Like when it comes to, I'm, like, I'm not a ones and zeros guy. I'm like out meeting people and... Yeah. Juking about and ducking and diving, uh, but when it comes to administration, I'm like somebody else deal with that. So you can't, you're spinning so many plates, especially in the early stages, and to try and do it all, you just end up burning yourself out. Yeah. So, Thank uh, you. Yeah, I think when it comes to the hotel side of things, it's a lot of businesses do it. My space as well, and they, they, they provide that service where they book up all the hotels for you and everything else. But I think you have to build up that rapport first. I would just have that straight away off the bat mm. in terms of just saying, right, we'll just book up these hotels. If I actually get in and know them and find out more about them. Make sure they're right for your business. Yeah, but as soon as you open that service out there, you're at your kind of tour operator rather than yeah. a guide, yeah, if exactly. you like. And it's a whole different legal away, entity yeah. as well, I believe. So. Yeah. yeah, it's me, uh, Frank. I, I, um, really interesting business. And um, from a point of view of, of, of how you set about the, the actual uh, itineraries that you do for guests, you strictly do it bespoke to what people want or do you give them an idea do you have some sort of a template that people can come and say i've got a yeah, group of six bit, and yeah. this is the kind of you know the sort of the high medium and low we're good we're not so good yeah. and you know we're not so fit maybe <laughs> so you've got 
products that work. Uh, and people, you know, people go, I want bespoke, but you're still kind of spoon feeding them ideas because they don't know what they want, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like you're giving them the idea. Uh, so we have stuff that we know really works and is good. Um, but then if people are like, no, I want to do this, 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 and this, then we make it happen. And we're kind of a nation that's finding ourselves to be the, the folk who are the go-to guys for, you know, say like the destination management companies, if they get a request and they're like, really, we can't deal with this. They'll come to us and then we'll make it happen. Uh, and it's normally to do with, it. and what we're finding is more people are switching to, I keep saying switching fire, that's an old army term, sorry, folks. When I, when I started doing this, I just spoke total military terminology, you know, my instructors had to go away and Google, like, what, <laughs> what I was actually talking about, you know. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, I have to digress there, I forgot what your question was. So we start, we start the diversity of, of, of Yeah, the bespokeness. So, yeah, so, so what we're finding is more people are disconnecting from te technology to reconnect with nature. And the way we explain it to you, there's only so many ways you're going to reconnect, and I'll probably get it for you guys, is you're connecting through people, you're connecting through nature, uh, you're connecting through um, experiences uh, and the outdoors. And then when you've done all that, then you jump on technology and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, and you tell it. But what we're doing is we're at technology. Oh, hi, Chris. Nature, yeah, it's great to take a picture. It's like, so you just, yeah, it's like just cut all that out and just go back to grassroots, and then give them. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mix and match of, we can do this, this, and this, and they're like, they'll come to us and go, no, we want to do this, this, and this, and then we, so then we make it happen. So yeah, and then we've got packages of, of course that work. So. You can, can do sometimes, yeah. It's, depends how hardcore they want to go. Do you know what I mean? Some, like I said from the start, some people just. Like the idea of it, but it's like psychologically, and that's what it's down to. In the day, if I see Charlie's now, they're right, guys. We're all going to head out uh, for a week, and we're going to go in the wells and and survive. For some of you, that'd be like your worst nightmare. For some of you, like, yeah, that's great. Um, but if I say we're just going to do a couple of days, and then we're going to go to a five-star hotel, you're like, oh, pff, yeah, kick me out. <laughs> because you know there's an end state, but it's when you don't know there's an end state that's when, and that's. It's quite good in seeing people change and come out of their comfort zones, and then like at the end of it, they look back and go, "Well, that was awesome," you know. And actually, if you if you look back in your own personal lives, the most vivid times you remember is when you were probably uncomfortable, and you go, "I think that's the best time." You don't you don't think it at the time. Some of these are like, "No, that's not true." <laughs> you know what I mean? But for a lot of people, it is. You know, I mean, it's just depends how you, how you look at it. I suppose I do. I remember when I, I think it was like a halfway up uh, Mount Fuji, and I was going, "What the hell am I doing?" Mm. And then when you get to the top, you're like, "Okay, right, this makes it." Yeah, better. of course. So, yeah. Halfway yeah. <laughs> 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 Any last questions for Matt? Jessica's got one. Hello. Um, so, for most toll companies, they're obviously, especially in Scotland, going into their oh. kind of low season. Um, what do you do as a company to prepare for that and the reduction in sales? Or actually, when you plan out your diary, do you do you actually have that if everyone's kind of a little bit more extreme? Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so a few years back, we obviously planning like a year in advance. Um, we started, um, well, what we got in Scotland when it's cold, we've got snow and we've got the mountains. So we're doing like winter survival, we're going ski touring, where we actually took bell tents up the top of you know the Cairngorms and ski tourer will go at the top and he'll come off and he'll go home and he'll come back and he'll do the same thing again on a weekend. Whereas if you've got a halfway house, 
you know, where I would burn a stove in there, then that's something different, you know, and it's just thinking at the box and doing different things. So, yeah, uh, through trial and error, and then we, <clears throat> I've got packages where we can go to Norway and do you know, ski tour and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, of course, it's, it's a trait where everyone just kind of peters off, but it's how you just kind of keep the ball rolling and keep yourself live and active. Yeah, it's finding those different sort of products and stuff, depending on the seasonality and stuff. And a lot of them, we, we just know ourselves, a lot of businesses just shut off and that's them. Yeah. And the season, you're thinking, well, you could have this other opportunity you could be looking at and generating even more yeah. money and stuff. So I yeah, completely agree. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time. No problem. Thank along. you. Thank you, guys. Before we leave, I've got to ask, what is your favourite place to visit? <laughs> is it Scotland? <laughs> Scotland, mate, yeah. Uh, I actually get more. When I got out of the army, because I was still passionate about travelling and doing expeditions, I was like, um, you know, I was going to Bulgaria doing horse archery, and I was going to Norway, and I was going here, and I was going there. And the wife was like, why did you get the army? Because I, I want to spend time with you and the, the, the kids. She's like, well, you're not doing that. She's like, I was like, oh, neither am I. She goes, and it was, she goes, everything's in Scotland. And I was like, oh, do you know what, you're right, everyone is in Scotland. And, and I've been here ever since. And I, I've been here all my days, and I always come back. Even I was in the army, I go, hey, you know, I, I miss the greenery and I miss the hills, and yeah, so yeah, it's got me. Thanks again, massive thank you. <laughs> thank you.